0: And welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Bash Bros Podcast. My name is Brad Nelson, and today I'm joined by my brother from another mother and co-host, Corey BMTG. What's <laughs> up, bro? Hey, bro. I am doing great, man. Excited for
1: another exciting week of the Bash Bros <laughs> Podcast with my brother from another mother.
0: What up? Um, yeah, no, we uh just before we get started here, I want to let everyone know that is listening to this not on one of our platforms. You can also find the podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. <laughs> Uh, no, it's 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 an exciting week, actually, because yeah. uh, we actually were able to get our first choice for today's podcast, and uh, we didn't have to resort to the third, fourth, or even sometimes 10th choice of special Of course, guest. yeah. So I'd like to introduce Brian Brunduin as our special guest for our 69th episode. Nice. 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 Oh, sorry, 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 oh. Brian. You go, you go.
2: Nice. What were you gonna say, Brad? Nice. Nice. Oh, nice.
1: Sorry, I didn't mean to step on you guys there. Nice. Hey, guys. One quick thing though. Nice. Nice, dude.
2: Nice. 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 Nice.
0: Ooh. Nice. 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 Oh, nice. 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 Do you know what's nice, guys? What nice, 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 dude, nice, nice, nice. Oh, nice, good. nice, yeah. Nice.
2: Oh, nice. But seriously, let's get serious. Nice, <laughs> nice, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. You guys know something that happened to me the other day? nice? What happened? Oh,
1: no. okay. So I was on the back nine of this course I was you playing, the and
2: back then nice, nice, yeah. Nice. I
0: was nice. on the back sixty nine, nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'd like to travel to Nice, but I can't. Nice. 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 Is that
2: That's because nice. you forgot you you're the country.
3: <laughs> We're not nice. allowed out of the country because
2: of the COVID-nice teen, so
1: oh, yeah. Oh,
2: nice.
1: nice. 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 Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, nice. 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 Oh, yeah,
0: nice. 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 All right, well, that's going to do it for our episode of the Bachelors Podcast. Thank you for listening, everyone, and we will see you next week for our 70th episode. Nice. Nice. Hello and welcome everyone to the 70th episode of the Bash Bros Podcast. My name is Brad Nelson and today I'm joined by my brother from another mother... Cool, MTG. what is up bro
1: you know brad you really can take breaths during your intro like i don't think the audience minds when you actually just take a pause so but otherwise great intro and i'm very yeah. happy to be back again I, see
0: i usually can get it all in one breath but i added that 70th part this time and it Ooh. really threw me for a loop yeah i know you're you're quite
1: out of my range you're quite <laughs> the boomer and you got to stick with your ways so i understand that
0: change is scary when did so boomer becomes such a bad thing Anyway, it's like crokies is out here going like, I'm going to play the boomers like it's a bad thing. It was like, hey, man, I won $100,000 play Magic last year. I'll stay a boomer. Yeah, I'll stay like, a paper I'm boomer God. as long as you want me to.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs>
3: Boom it up.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> but before we get into uh, our episode, uh, I do yeah. want to say that we do have a special guest this week. And our episode is going to be about a card in particular that might need to be banned. So mm. I wanted to bring in the leading specialist on the process of claiming something back, or of reasserting a right. And that is Mr. Brian Brown doing. How is it going, BBD? Uh,
2: it's going quite well. I'm actually a little surprised that you guys didn't get Boomer Esiason as a special yeah. guest for this episode.
0: <laughs> but, uh, check who Boomer Esiason is.
2: Uh, <laughs> oh Yeah, NFL player. Um, but no, I'm, uh, I'm honored to be on the cast. Didn't get your joke there at all, but honored to be on the cast, so...
0: Oh, you didn't you didn't you don't know why you're the leading expert of the process of claiming something back or of reasserting a right?
2: Oh, are you trying to say that I am the leading expert in reclamation?
0: Oh, that is correct. Okay, yeah.
1: yeah. Oh okay, okay, that makes sense. I was also in the dark there, and I'm sure ninety seven percent of our audience was as well. So (laughs)
3: Well,
0: you know, someone that wasn't in the dark, we're going to quick before we go into anything, I just want to throw out some shout outs to people that had some great weekends playing Magic the Gathering. And we're going to start off with Luke Hancock, who won the Red Bull untapped UK qualifier this past weekend that is going to qualify Uh, Them for the Red Bull untapped final $75,000 up for grab 16 player tournament Uh, that was going to be a a live tournament, but that now is going to be a a remotely played event in a later date. Now, there's still, I think, seven or eight more Red Bull untapped tournaments to be played, and they all happen on MTG Melee. So, head over to uh-huh. Edge Melee if you want to play in any of the Red Bull Untapped qualifiers. The end on that. Then let's and move on. One, one last thing on whoa. that, though. It, oh, whoa, Brad. Oh, yeah. Luke played Jun Sacrifice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That might be helpful as well. But wasn't there some of these Red Bull Untapped events that are actually added to help out like US time zones? Didn't I see this or
0: was this inaccurate? Uh, you were looking at the Axiom Now event that oh. is happening this weekend. Well, here's a good segue into that. Yeah, the Axiom, well, we will be talking about upcoming events uh, at the end of the episode, but Axiom now is having, uh, they are a Europe Central store and they are, running an EU and US uh, time zone tournament this next weekend. It seems like really awesome, but we'll talk about that at a later date. But yes, uh, Luke ended up playing Jun Sacrifice with uh, three bowls of Citadel Maine. And Jun Sacrifice had a pretty decent weekend. And we're going to get into that because one of our great Danes did yes! well in the Players Tour final. Yes. Uh, so this happened this past weekend, uh, a big tournament, $250,000 uh, prize pool. Corey was commentating... Brian was playing in it. I was at a lake house and did not participate. And we don't have to uh, judge me on my poor performance because I wasn't in it. Brad, are uh, you
1: lying to our audience yet again?
0: You yeah. participated, uh, assuredly. Yes, I, I, am, oh. I am. I am lying. And uh, okay, but no. So the uh, the Player Store Finals did happen this past weekend, and it was held on. Maybe one of those uh, websites that I know a little thing or two about uh, called S- MTG Melee. Whoa, this is hmm. second
2: MTG Melee name drop. Do when when is do I get like a royalty check? A spot like? like yeah. no, we, uh, we, we, we,
0: we, we 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 aren't paying you for this. <laughs> I think we should uh, add a shock
1: collar to Brad whenever he says MTG Melee for the fifth time per podcast, he gets a
2: little jolt to remind him, you know? Hey, Corey, oh don't, <laughs> we don't need to start shocking Brad two minutes into the cast, come on. Oh, okay, for later, wait on. yeah. Like,
0: of course, yeah. of course, my bad. <laughs> I'll, go back, I'll go back to my team and we will figure out a way to indulge y'all so that I can keep bringing up MTG Melee and I don't get trolled for it, is that a deal?
1: That's a deal. No, yeah, that's we accept trident layers, layers as payment?
0: Well, special guests don't get special privileges here, Brian. You don't get to say.
2: Wow. Well.
0: <laughs> in fact, while we're on the topic,
1: you don't get See, any yeah, privileges. It's not just special <laughs> privileges. We've taken them all from you.
2: Really? And this entire time, I thought I had a lot of privilege, but I guess I didn't.
0: <laughs> oh, no, no. That, that's there, and you should you should feel guilty about that.
2: I don't feel guilty about it, but... It is. Wow. It does exist. All right. So, uh, yeah. So the players
0: two finals. Yeah, Players 2 Finals <laughs> happened this past weekend. It was uh, seven rounds day one, seven rounds day two, mm-hmm. uh, and then a cut to top eight. Um, so the the metagame was very Team rec centric Actually, I think like 70% were playing Ghost Browl if it, whether it was banned. Team Rec or Four Color Reclamation, but the top eight tells a little bit different story, which is great. So let's—I'm uh, just going to list off this top eight real quick. Um, or should we actually just talk about the tournament first? Let's go. Let, let's go chronologically. Brian, Brian, tell us about your Players Tour Finals experience, as you did play your what second tournament uh, in the last four months?
2: Yeah, I um, actually I tested more than. A lot of people would have expected. I played double-digit matches actually leading into the tournament. Mm. With you
1: played, what was your record in testing? Do you remember a vague, a
2: vague number? Uh, I I don't want to say this falsely, but at one point in time, I was un I was undefeated minus timing out, and maybe oh. I maybe I ended up just being undefeated in testing. Granted, wow. this was in the bronze bracket of MTG Arena. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, BBD, out of all out of this podcast though one thing i wanted to point it out is you are our bronze medalist as far as cast members go of this oh, podcast so i'm proud of you kind of you yeah. to say
2: that Corey. but i'm at least yeah. silver. come on
1: yeah you're uh, right brad is totally bronze
2: <laughs> wow <laughs> Kind of rude of you to say that but uh <laughs> had another thing in mind uh no yeah uh wait what Nothing. Uh, so oh, okay, okay. I, did, I did test with reclamation a bit. Sadly, I never, or I only played one reclamation mirror going into the tournament, uh, which I knew was not going to be great because it was fifty some percent of the field, and yeah. the deck's been around for a long time, and people have had a long time to master it, and I haven't. But I only played it five times in the tournament, and I <laughs> did a respectable one and four in mirror okay. matches. Okay, so not the worst. Um, and then I beat Jun's food. I ended up two and four, which okay. I, I thought was four. Not playing basically any magic, uh, minus like ten games of testing. I didn't think two four was that bad. It's yeah. bad, but it's no. not that bad. <laughs>
1: I mean, honestly, when you're just playing a lot and you're like, you know, testing on the arena ladder and stuff and you're not playing like, you know, high mythic. I think high mythic on arena is actually very, very skill, you know, intensive. Like there are a lot of good players that are at the top 200 or whatever, but going right into, you know, for the lack of a better pun, a shark pod, you know, right into the players tour. Like, that's not bad. You know, it's not terrible. I just Players not are playing a higher are level.
0: Pawns.
2: I said pod, I but they yeah, were probably typhoons. not in pods either. I thought they were in typhoons, but uh <laughs> I, I honestly I've tested for two weeks for Pro Tours and done way worse. So yeah,
0: oh, yeah. Also I played a bunch of SDG tournaments where all I played was Team Mirrors and I practiced with a few more people that were like testing harder, and I only went three four and I went one-o against John. And 2 4 against Team Wreck Mirrors. So, mm. I, went oh, I also,
2: same. yeah, I also went 1 0 against Jun
0: and then X and 4 in the mirror. So, uh. like the mirror, the mirror, like there were people that had really cool deck lists that I felt super behind when I played against them. But when I was in the True Mirrors, like I remember last year playing fandoms and I, would, I played against Carlos Romao like five or six times in those tournaments and we had epic matches, right? I remember and, that. And I played him in round six, and by the that time of the tournament, we were both beaten and bruised and bored, and <laughs> we ha, we played two non-functional games of Magic, like, involving him on the play going, gross spiral on two. played a third land, and go, I played my second land, and go, he just passed the turn. You know? <laughs> yes, like, yes. You know, like, these kind <laughs> you're of games. are dead when have, that happens, you're yeah, dead. Yeah, and, and, you know, these things happened, and... You know, team reclamation is not that fun. It's not uh it's a very, very powerful strategy. The mirrors can be very lopsided. So I commend you for the effort that you put in. I actually thought you put in more time and effort and research than uh I ever imagined you doing. And you know, if you just had a day where we actually I I I I was willing to help Brian test some wreck mirrors, but then at the the moment, both of us were much happier not playing magic and just doing things on screens outside of playing team wreck mirrors. Like at the beginning of the week, I'm like, yeah, we'll grind this out. And the both of us are like, I'm like knee deep in another Marvel movie because like, I'm having a pretty bad existential crisis lately about like the, the world and my place in it and my control over things. Yeah. And so I'm only, I'm just rewatching every Marvel movie, but I'm down to like all the crappy ones. Mm. Like I just got through Thor two
2: So I haven't actually seen all the crappy ones. I
0: probably need to. I, I want to watch them at some point. So just so I've seen them all. But. Yeah, well, I I mean, they're all on Disney Plus. We've got that. Plug Disney Plus. Hashtag not sponsored. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And we're, come on, don't plug a thing that we're not getting paid for.
3: <laughs> that would
2: be ridiculous. Yeah.
0: Except, do you mean like the greatest MTG online tournament platform imaginable? Diet Pepsi's not the greatest online tournament platform.
2: <laughs> it's, a dr- <laughs> it's a soda. Like. <laughs> yeah,
1: everyone knows the only movie that we can actually plug now because because. Because of the special guests we've had in the past, is Green Lantern, okay, boys? That's right. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Yes, Yes. that's
2: true. We can plug. Specifically
0: told us us that we can plug Deadpool and Green Lantern, but that's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, Exactly. exactly. (laughs)
3: <laughs> All right.
0: Well, yeah. So so we had that. But you were on the other side of things, Corey. So uh, so uh, fill in our audience and Brian on on your experience, because I know like after day one, we just had a little session. I drove to a lake house after bombing out my uh, fiance and it's actually, puppy.
2: it was actually the lake house. They made a movie about it.
0: Oh, it was, you it were was. with Sandra? Oh, yeah, I loved her. No, neither of them were there, but we were sharing letters for a while. Yeah, you guys okay. came at like
2: the wrong time each oh, of you of he, course. They missed them not like in the wrong place just the wrong time so but the um, problem
0: of course, is, is yes. we were not like uh kindred spirits or um what are they called soul connect Connected people (laughs) what is what's the term for that soul bonded well not soul bonded. soulmates soulmates yes we were not soulmates i sent sandra uh, a letter and she sent me a restraining order i don't know if it applies through the time change but i was weary about it so i just ignored i was gonna say i thought you meant
1: about amber and i was like i'm gonna fly to seattle and kick your ass for talking about amber like that Stay with the joke, Corey. Stay with the joke. Okay, okay, alright. Sorry, I was bringing that's, it back to real life. That's
2: more than I got because I sent Sandra a letter and she sent me back a two-word reply. It was just, fuck you.
1: So. Oh, that could be misconstrued, yeah. Wait, that's not a
0: restraining order? <laughs> oh,
2: no, I see you received the same uh, letter.
0: Great. <laughs> I say, though, she has great stationery. Like, oh, it's 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 wonderful! Yeah.
1: Wow, life's all about perspective from you too. Getting the same email <laughs> and thinking different things. Interesting. Well it's it's, uh, it's it's a, it's it's a post- snail mail. Yeah. This
0: isn't you got mail, Corey. Oh, this is, okay. This is, okay. You, you've never seen the Lighthouse, clearly. I have you not. Have no, you have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> Sandra Sandra Bullock was
1: uh, my queen and Miss Congeniality, and and past that, I have watched none. So
0: yeah. Yeah. So 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 <laughs> for anyone that doesn't know, the Lighthouse is a movie with. Uh, and Sandra Bullock where they both occupy a house at different times but the mailbox is magic and lets them receive letters to each other
1: oh yeah shit i have seen that movie i just tried to black it out it was
0: so bad <laughs> <laughs> all right so anyway uh cory how was coverage this was this was yeah i mean this was a big weekend for the bash Bros. i'm not gonna lie cory yeah. brought it up like Corey reminded me that 17 years ago, I went to Corey and said, hey, let's try this magic game. And we pushed mm-hmm. away the Yu-Gi-Oh! cards that we just started buying like a month before that. Maybe a started, little longer, but yeah. Maybe, but not yeah. much. And then we started playing Magic the Gathering. And fast forward, uh, I'm pl- like, Corey, Corey brought this up to me. He's like, you're playing in the biggest tournament right now, where a website you're a part of is 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 running it and i'm doing commentary on it and he's yeah. just like this is absurd and i was like you know what? that actually kind of is true like this mm-hmm. is just kind of extremely surreal how deep we've gotten <laughs> into this game right like yeah yeah
1: yeah, honestly, I was looking back at a picture that was dated 17 years ago and is about when we started because it was like a Odyssey starter pack in front of me. And I'm yeah. opening I'm opening this pack uh, in my still private school uh uniform because I went to a Catholic school as a kid. You're doing statistic homework across from me, and we like couldn't finish playing until, you know, our dad told us that you finish your homework and and then we, you know, we could play some cards and whatnot. And looking back on that and then thinking, about exactly what both of us were doing in the game. There's no joke here whatsoever. It was, it literally brought me to tears, and being able to do commentary at the highest level it has been a dream of mine since... I I literally remember sitting across or sitting at a table after I watched a pro tour where Kenji, uh, won it or Kenji took second or whatever. And I remember watching coverage, you know, Scott Larrabee gave away the trophy and Rich Hagen and BDM were covering the event like they've done for so many years. And I remember sitting at my kitchen table, uh, you know, my mom's house and just pretending to shake hands, uh, with (laughs) someone at the end and then winning a trophy. Now that dreams never come. True. Well, Brett. Now, <laughs>
2: Brett's done a lot of pretending to shake hands too, actually. Yes, yes,
1: yes, in that yeah, yeah. But it, mean, was it was honestly just a surreal moment to realize after how much coverage I've watched and absorbed and dreamed of being involved in something whether it's playing winning a tournament or commentating you know i didn't know i wanted to be a commentator when i was you know an, a 13 year old kid but just being involved in that high level of something and then your website you're a part of you know uh being the platform for it all it was a surreal moment a surreal re- moment and i loved it so much and it was
0: yeah, it was really special that, to me that, at least that picture also brought me to tears because i wish that i could have retained any of that statistical data information that i was learning <laughs> I was just yes. Well, hey, say yeah.
3: Brad,
1: Brad, you know when your teacher told you that you wouldn't have a calculator with you to do that data everywhere? Well, now MTG Mela does that data for you, and you don't need the stats.
0: Yeah, the but stat I, still, background. I, still yeah. Want, I still want my TI-83 bag, so I can play Drug Wars.
2: Hey, they're still using TI-83s, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but yeah I do. <laughs> Fair, uh, play, fair. I played a lot of Phoenix on that bad boy. I don't know if you guys ever <laughs> played Phoenix.
0: No, i i only had I only had Drug Wars and some other games. What
2: about What about Z Zetris, otherwise known as Tetris? No, are you oh, talking I about on a calculator? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, on the, yeah oh, there were games programmed on, on the TI 83.
1: The um, only one I ever played was Mario. They, I actually had the straight original Mario games uh, programmed into the one I had. It was awesome.
2: Damn, that that, that, that d- must be d- a newer that, model because we get yeah, that, any of that
1: kind out of of shit. Yeah, that's on a 1083. <laughs> yeah, it was what 2004. Uh, two thousand and four I distinctly remember it because it was Oh, that's when Brian yeah. and I's
0: lives were going downhill at the time. We yeah. were no longer <laughs> looking
1: at calculators. We were already oh, old okay. we were already
0: old haggard
2: men at that point in time. Yeah.
3: Uh, that's fair. <laughs> that
2: makes sense, yes. Now on a real on a real note though, uh, that's awesome, Corey. Like I think you you've put a ton of work into that and I, I think you should definitely be proud of like how far you've gotten and Thanks, man. So um, I'm happy to hear that you are succeeding with that. And yeah, what you want to be doing.
1: Honestly, one last thing on this, you know, I, I love playing. I've loved that. I love making content. I love streaming. I love the podcast. But my dream right now has always been commentating. So being able to do it and, you know, experiencing some good feedback, you know, ha- has been really awesome. And I, I've loved it. And I look forward to, you know, what the future brings uh, working with Watsy. So. Yeah, no, it's
2: Crickin', good. No, crick, crick,
3: we're going <laughs> to yeah, watch. We're going to watch. And then
2: everyone
1: just goes silent. Yeah. Crickins. I'm surprised. I'm honestly surprised during uh, this time where I was actually spilling about something that means a lot for me, that Brad didn't soundboard my ass to, uh,
3: actually, into oblivion
1: I here. I was
2: going to say that I thought yeah. 100% that you were going to finish your spiel. And it was just going to be a soundboard clip right at the end. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I was I banking I on it. So <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I just had, I had the I had the one joke in there, but yeah. So yes. so Corey, tell actually tell us though, how did coverage go for you, and how was your experience being at the uh, the the I guess technically the largest stage of Magic coverage. Now, of course, this yeah. is this is COVID related. Like, I mm-hmm. can't wait for you to get to have an opportunity to work a live tournament with day nine because he is a treat um yeah for sure For sure. But it was,
1: it was awesome. You know, I mean, uh, the first job I got hired was for the PT finals, uh, in Texas, you know, and then COVID happened, shut that down. So that, that was the thing I'm the most excited about. I just can't wait to be wearing a suit, walking up and down the aisles, being able to bird, you know, my friends and stuff, but then also be working and stuff like that. So it wasn't the ideal dream that I've had, you know, but making the best of it. I, I covered three rounds each day with alias V. Um, you know, it was a blast working with her she is super good at her job and uh, you know uh, offered up great questions at all t- you know all the time and the matches were good you know we didn't see all reclamation mirrors and that's partly because that is what was WotC's plan is look for high level matchups where people are winning. But if we got a choice between showing a reclamation mirror or we can show something else cool, we would lean on something else cool. So I got to see a lot of different matchups and we, and we saw, you know, reclamation mirrors when it was the highest of standings and stuff like that. And they were good. Like reclamation mirrors are terrible to people because it's what we see so often but you cannot deny that the gameplay is not exciting and it's very skill intensive so i had a blast covering a lot of high level magic and the top eight reflects basically reclamation decks and then four decks that absolutely were targeting to beat reclamation so
0: it was fun to watch and it was uh really fun to be a part of i don't know how much our great dang christopher larson was targeting because Jun sacrifice i still think is a very good matchup yeah um can, can I tell one thing with my Christopher Larson story here? I messaged him uh,
1: before he top aided the regional PTs and uh, he told me what deck he was playing. I was like, well, that sounds really stupid of you, Chris, because it loses to reclamation. He's like, ah, screw it. It's what I know. So then right before the PT finals, I was like, yeah, what are you playing, man? And he asked me what I would play. I was like, this was my reclamation list I would play. And he's like, I'm going to play John Sacrifice. So I have a message of me saying quote unquote, with a little of my creative language taking out, like, how could you play such a horrible deck? You are super stupid, a couple F-bombs in there. And then right underneath it, I'm like, now we have a top top eight incoming for you because I insulted your deck choice. And he's like, oh yeah, you know it. And then he, <laughs> messages, me, he messages me the second he beats Canister and he's like, well, you were right. Nice. <laughs> and, and to so, be fair, he got insanely lucky to beat Canister. It was unreal. If you didn't see this matchup, it was probably the most unlucky person I could imagine
0: playing against Christopher Larson. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been saying it for years now. Canister's super unlucky in every match he plays.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. But it was something like he went like twenty cards deep and did not find a fourth land when he kept a three lander. It was it was unreal. Yeah, yeah that's, I, that's, I think that's to for top sure.
2: a tournament, this tournament with John, sacrifice you had to get lucky because um, the deck. Oh, for sure is, yeah. is not at its best in the metagame right now. I mean, Chris is a great player, so you know and he played it at the best
1: possible oh you know yeah, but yeah, that that does not mean that it's a good matchup he admitted it's a bad matchup against reclamation and just you know yeah took I mean, his wins took his losses where he could and snuck in on eighth <laughs> so, he's
2: incredibly good at playing these kinds of decks and he always does really well with them but you know i'm still surprised to see him in the top eight because it's like wow i didn't super that. happy for him though oh,
1: oh me me too. Sure. he's yeah. also great at chugging beer in case anyone ever needed to know that fact
0: and being completely stubborn and sometimes mildly threatening.
1: Yes, when, exactly.
0: When, yeah. when the drinking and, and the stubbornness come together. But a you, lovable you teddy win, bear. Oh, you won't win an argument <laughs> with him. Lovable guy.
3: Yeah. Great, guy. <laughs>
0: Great guy. Exactly. <laughs> is, there, uh, is there something
2: you'd like to share, Bradley? Uh, yeah. yeah oh, where, no,
0: did, no. <laughs> where did Christopher wrong you, Bradley? <laughs> oh, a, what what's the time? All right, in seventh place, Raf Levy on Azorius Control. No. Yes.
3: <laughs> no, 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 so, no,
0: so we have we have a top eight. There's two four color rec two regular team rack, <laughs> a, a mono black aggro Mardu Winota, and Azorius Control. Now, for anyone that doesn't know, this and John sacrifice from Chris, of course. Well, yeah, yeah and and of yeah. course uh, the the Great Dane John sacrifice. Now, mm-hmm. the top eight for this tournament will be played this following weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will be, uh, I think, a double elimination bracket. Since it's going to be two days of coverage, and Corey, you might know this better. I don't think that's true, though, bro. It's not a double elimination bracket? I think it's a standard top eight. Yep. Standard top
1: eight. Pairings are randomized. Uh, So first is not playing eighth. First could be playing second. And uh, this is to prevent people from testing their matchup all week uh we're revealing the bracket on friday uh and then it's you know they have that one day to test their specific matchup and play draw still applies yeah if, but you um, know these, based are, based on these are magic match.
2: players they're going to test every possible matchup
1: exactly and they're given that opportunity but they don't know their specific matchup until friday nobody knows until friday not even us you know they uh they won't well, tell us you No know else could then. have
2: prevented them from testing their specific matchup if they uh, concluded the tournament this weekend? If they had played the top eight the same weekend that they played the tournament.
1: But yeah. think about this. <laughs> think about this. What if in the finals no, 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 no. we have Alan Wu up against Riku uh, Kumagao and neither one of them has a functional computer or a webcam? What are we going to do? Not show the finals? This is to, the, the whole reason we did this is so that webcams can be sent out to them they can figure out a good streaming setup
0: so we never run into that situation where we can't broadcast the finals so while i completely think that that is a completely reasonable thing uh-huh. the things that the hangups that i have on this are why is so it's just there's seven matches period and it's over two days one day one day oh it's only one day of broadcast
1: uh, yeah, yeah. Saturday of this uh, coming up week and here. So
0: you'll just rec- you'll just watch seven matches of magic, and that'll be the the, the day.
2: Uh yes, yes. I okay. gotta say, he's okay. Wot- 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 really uh, really busting their ass for a workaround to not having spectator mode in MTG arena.
3: <laughs> yes, yes. So, no so kidding, so the, no kidding. I think
0: I think that there's a part of tournament integrity that actually kind of uh, breaks with the the randomizing of things because. Mm-hmm if you're in second place and you have a one in seventh chance of being on the draw mm-hmm. in your match where it's worth like money. Yeah. Like that seems really shitty. Now, Chris, yes, obviously that's how
2: it's always been in limited events though.
0: Oh, like, yeah. Limited drafts. Yes. I, I, it's not like
2: that different. Like we, we've experienced this before. True, yeah. any top eight that was, that put, was
0: we
1: we've experienced this as a yeah. stretch. Do not put us in the limited category, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Me and Brad have never
0: seen a limited top eight in our no, life. I've been in a few, and I know what you're talking about, but not enough okay. to actually realize what's going on when I'm there. Yes,
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, I, mean, I was I was on the draw as a third seed in a top eight at one point, just for the That's same for it. the same reason. I mean. I, I guess I won the match, so I wasn't too. Prepared. Yeah, but
1: if Alan Wu in second place has to go second though, because he accidentally gets paired against Ben Weiss and loses because of that, that would suck. I I get the point. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and why not just have them be in their matchup and they can prepare if they not? It's just you know like mm-hmm. I I don't see the disadvantage of like if all players are on equal footing no matter what. Yeah, then there is no reason to switch it up unless there's like some cool like. Cedric Phillips spins the wheel.
3: I'm cool. I'm
0: cool. with spinning a wheel on live broadcast and if be like, jumps." If, if
2: he's not spinning a cartwheel, I don't want to say it. Oh yes, of course, of course. Dude, yeah, no, I, I, I get it. I, get
1: it. I, I could think see a break way. if
0: yeah. I did a cartwheel right now.
1: Uh, uh, I think zero. I could
0: do one. I think zero. Probably just
1: your. Yeah, I think you'd be fine. You probably would not land
2: a perfect one, but no, I jeez, oh, I. The only thing I would break if I try, I would say it would be my pride, but I don't have any mm. pride in my ability to do a cartwheel. Uh,
0: so even
3: that... Mm, yeah. Let's
0: get, let's actually get to the main topic for today. I did want to talk about this tournament because there was a lot going on here. All three of us were in it. You know, Team Arec was the talk of the tournament. And that's kind of the talk of this episode. So I kind of want to sit on my soapbox and explain a topic uh, and why I want you guys to discuss it with me No, So the topic is reclamation. Now, whether... Wilderness Reclamation should or I'd like it to be banned in standard or if it's a different card. I will say that the standard format felt very stale and boring for the last couple of weeks because whether Reclamation is too good or not, it has completely warped the format around it. Um, and and so we are in a completely warped format. And and every deck is an anti teamer Reclamation deck. Even Reclamation has an anti-variant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Uh, and, and you know, after this tournament was over, I was like, foo I'm done with it. I get to go to, to Historic. Now, last week, when I test a little bit of Historic, um, after I submitted decklist, I played some Historic, and I played the Goblin deck, and the Goblin deck was absolutely just stupid. Like, Muxus is just absurd. Uh, okay. Four colorless, red, red, four, four. When it comes to play, put, look at the top six cards of your library, put any number of Goblins into play, um, and you have a bunch of ways to give them haste, and like, I had turned three kills in a variety of ways, and I'm like, this this deck is degenerate but then i think the stupidest
1: thing is having like consp- conspicuous snoop in play and then you just have a uh Cranko on top it's just like oh my god that should not be an, an interaction is, you should be able to do
0: cross- and then process because mana is degenerate yes um, but but that's not even the main point the main point is by the time the weekend happened there were two now by the time i actually look back at historic after this tournament was uh getting close to concluding on mtg melee third plug hey what up uh there was two uh historic tournaments throughout the weekend there was the arena community cup from the mythic society and the mtga arena zone historic open now both of these tournaments were historic and i just want to throw a little bit of like jaw dropping data okay i i'm ready for my jaw to be dropped yeah so i didn't even know that this was happening in the format i didn't until this weekend but for the arena community cup uh, the metagame was, it was 56 players. The metagame was 37.5% team reclamation. And it had a 615 match win percentage, excluding mayors. So this is this data you can pull Jesus. off of the MTG Melee website itself. There's four, uh, yep. And then the MTGA Arena Zone Historic Open, uh, there was 111 players. It was only 15% of the field, but it had a 71.8% win percentage, excluding mares. By comparison, the deck that a lot of people thought was going to be too degenerate and needed to be banned... Four days before that, goblins was fourteen percent of the meta game, but it had a forty-seven point two percent win percentage excluding mirrors. Yeah. So, so yeah. we have we have <clears throat> and and now and now I get to what this deck looks like. Now, if anyone out there is like, I haven't looked at historic because I play the other formats or I play MTGO, What's in this deck? Well, I'm going to let you know that the the average team of reclamation deck right now plays thirty lands, four of which are Field of the Dead. Three Euros, yeah. four Wilderness Reclamation, Shark Typhoon, some number of Search for Escanta, some number of Aethergust or or um, <clears throat> Essence Scatters, but then four Explore, four grow Spiral, the three Euros, and then the expansion uh, Wilderness combination, but then also Magma Quake, which is a reprint from jumpstart uh, jump start that it's just an instant speed sweeper and, and it's a mana sink. It's X not red just red. a sweeper. Yeah planeswalker sweeper which yeah, is it, it sweeps non-flying creatures and planeswalkers for X red mm-hmm. red and it's an instant. So it works really well with Willow Circulation. But we have a deck that plays, it's a fill of the dead strategy with four explorers, four ghostbars, three ROs. It has a sweeper, and then it has the wilderness reclamation expansion explosion combo. Yeah. And so even if you're a control deck, no control deck ever beats fill of the dead. That's just how magic law works, right? Like it, you can't trade one for one with a deck and it has Uro and Field of the Dead. It'll always beat that.
1: Exactly, I have tried to experiment with Azorius control and Bant control, just, you know, harnessing the power of Teferi, Hero of Dominaria and Uro and stuff. You cannot play these decks because you cannot beat Field. Even if you have Field of Ruin in your deck, it doesn't matter because they gain value off it and you have to find your Field of the Ruin for every single Field of the Dead they have. And it, it just doesn't work out that way. So I agree, it completely cuts the legs off control.
0: Yeah, so so that's why I wanted to make this the topic, and is is uh, wreck, wrecking every format or whatever. Our topic, our title is um, whatever we make it. uh, Wrecking every format, but um, like I want to discuss bands again, and now bands is a topic that I usually don't like talking about because it's overplayed. But right now there is two formats that like standard doesn't get a rotation for six or seven weeks now i think it's we're we're going into six total weeks before a rotation Mm -hmm. and with 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 the metagame challenge coming up this weekend and the mythic invitational being historic it's all like i just arena open he means of course yeah sorry what did i say you said metagame challenge okay yeah the arena open and and the uh and the mythic invitational two tournaments that are historic now i feel like wizards might just start ignoring standard and not give it another ban even though it rotates in six weeks which i think is kind of you know i personally don't want to see that because i don't think that the standard format is really great to play and we have six weeks of quarantine still or a lot of us not everyone is quarantined but there's a lot of people like i personally would like to play fresh standard even if it's a dead format i just don't want it to be super dead like i'm cool with like Filled of the half dead, but not you know filled of <laughs> yeah. the dead dead.
2: Um, exactly. Yeah. I prefer Sean of the Dead or Dawn of the Dead. Mm. Uh, I mean, I just want to say for what it's worth, like in standard, Team Reclamation was the deck that everyone knew was the best deck going in, and people either played it or tried to beat it, and it was still four of the eight top eight decks, despite coming in with an obvious target on its head. Uh yeah. it Kind of feels a lot like. Oco okay. standard. Yeah.
1: And you don't want to look at the top thirty two of the players tour finals. You know, I mean, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but I know it's something like twenty six out of thirty two or like, you know, twenty four out of thirty two, some number like that where it's it's over fifty percent you know so it's not the top eight is skewed and the data doesn't represent it accurately it dominated it dominated even when people are targeting it and the best players are playing against it so that that's a sign of a little
2: unfunness yeah yeah Yeah. the the deck was just kind of stupid like yeah i mean i know that i'm kind of out of the loop on magic i don't play that much anymore but I, I just I knew I had to play that deck because it was it just was too good to say no yeah. to.
0: Like Yeah, sixteen yeah. of the uh sixteen of the twenty four uh people in the top thirty two, excluding the top eight. So twenty of the top thirty two yeah. are Team of Reclamation.
1: Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that that's just too much at a tournament where you're playing the best players that are actively trying to beat it. And we saw cool stuff, you know, like we saw the Ken Yukihiro as for mid range deck that just basically when you look at the deck list, it was every single annoying card that team reclamation doesn't want to be played against. And it still didn't do good enough against these decks you know I mean, we had rotting regisaurus to fairies dovin's vetoes brazen borrowers tithe taker all these cards that like are supposed to be a quote-unquote nightmare for reclamation decks and it just didn't matter it's well, still not, you that know. deck
0: was good against teamer but not four color right because like to and justice strike and solar blaze they all actually worked
1: yeah no definitely and also bad against like green bad against john sacrifice so that was a very specific metagame call that wants to see like 75 percent wreck decks because that's your matchup you want to play against but you know if you play against mono green it's like good good luck you know but also how how much does that
2: deck even beat wreck you know like if i you know i would assume it has a winning record against it just based on the nature of of people playing it and and the way it looks, but like how much is it winning? Is it only winning sixty percent of the time? I saw five percent of the time. Like what's the, you know Yeah, Mm -hmm. I
0: saw when when I was watching, I don't know the the actual data, but I I saw it win two close three game matches, you know, against Seth and Navier or something. Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. And I mean, the random thing here, too, is round one, all three players played that three Japanese superstars played that deck and round one, they all played against sacrifice decks and all lost. You know, I mean, it just sucks. And then and then they went on to play against team decks. And Ken was the hero that survived uh, throughout the day and top 32 or or something like that. A mediumly decent finish. But they just played against John right away. You know, in their
0: group chat, they were just like, come on. Yeah, that, that's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, so so to focus the conversation a little bit here, um I, I, I wanna try to get this <laughs> get this a, a little more focused. So Okay. Wilderness reclamation is the talk and there's been people. I had a few conversations online this weekend about like gross piles the actual problem standard, but it doesn't matter. There is a problem. And I believe that there's a problem center. And now historic also looks like there's a very glaring problem because we've had problems with wilderness reclamation before. Right. Last season, we were like, it's not wilderness reclamation's fault. It's Nexus's fault. Yeah. And 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 now we're having wilderness reclamation problems again. In standard, and it's also now bleeding over into historic, and I even heard it's bleeding modern. into modern. Yeah, exactly. and yep. and my my issue with this is that I feel like bands and and that nature are still too passive, like they used to be. When we're in this like 2019 era, now I say 2019, as in a lot of the cards that came out in 2019 really shook Magic more than any other year previously. Yeah, and I don't believe that the aggressiveness of the bans are coming in relation to the amount of matches that's being played. Now, their, their quarter two stuff came out, uh, and, and I didn't go through a lot of it, but I did see that there was just a huge increase of of arena play, probably to social distancing and quarantine. Yeah. Um, and so, and and I and I sympathize with Magic because th- it is a game that has a flaw where replayability will always, you'll always hit a wall, no matter how good a set is or how good a format is, you can't keep playing it over and over and over and over again. Right now, there are some formats that have ebb and flowed really well, but we can't put that blame on wizards. But one thing we can do is these formats, it's not that they're not replayable. It's that there are cards that push 95% of the other cards out of the format. And, and then you only can do these things. Like you can only play a tempo deck against what these reclamation decks look like. There's there's no other thing. You could play an aggressive strategy that has some removal and that ignores fill of the dead. So like feather is a strategy that actually did well in it took second in the NTGA went six one against uh the deck, but the deck probably can adapt to that, right? Yep. Um, or, or one thing, if you're not
1: into the historic metagame, at least in historic, we're seeing mono blue rise in uh, popularity a lot. Mono, mono blue tempo, curious obsession, uh, octopus, tempestion kind of decks as a way to beat Magmaquake. You know, Magmaquake and Team of Reclamation, those kind of decks historically, if we think back to Mythic Championship 1, you know, mono blue aggro beat Simic Nexus convincingly convincingly that is why mono blue did so well at that tournament but we have new problems in the form of shark typhoon and that gives these reclamation decks staying power against that deck as well but this is the one kind of archetype that has been challenging reclamation decks in historic and if they're good enough probably not i think mono or i think team of reclamation can just adjust to those decks pretty quickly um but mono blue cannot adjust to the answers that Team rec would put forth, they're just taking advantage of the specific ways that they're built right now because of Magma Quake as the the sweeper, which doesn't hit the flyers, and because they have to act at sorcery speed with Reclamation when Mono Blue has all these counter spells. I'm not yeah. sure
2: that people thought that Nexus was the problem over Reclamation. It just was the ants The easier answer was to ban Nexus because Nexus it's fun is Nex- fun to watch. Nexus is just not a fun car. It doesn't promote yeah fun games of magic reclamation games of magic can actually be interesting and fun even though i think most people were in agreement that reclamation was the more powerful
0: card well Um, i'm saying from the band perspective it was a very passive safe decision they made and they didn't and i feel like i was trying to say is like they need to be a little bit more aggressive on them
1: I think they're always safe when it comes to banned as far as the last like, you know, three months or whatever. And, you know, I mean, we saw that safeness in not banning Teferi and not banning Wilderness Reclamation when they ban fires. You
2: So, yeah, there's some things that I don't think have been really talked about that much. Maybe they have on the Internet. I I just haven't seen them. But (sighs) when it comes to paper magic, they want to be safe with what they ban, because anytime they ban a card, that's. Thirty dollars that somebody invested into that playset down the drain, or that or yeah. that's booster packs that are now no longer getting bought because people don't want to open cards that they can't play with, and so they don't want to buy the set anymore. Or like you know, there's so many other re- reasons why banning cards and pa- and paper is problematic. Now that people aren't playing that much paper magic anymore and things are mostly happening on arena just due to the nature of, at least in the United States, you know, might be way different in in other countries right now, but at least in the United States, there's not that much uh, paper magic being played, at least relative to what we're used to. And if so much is being played online, you kind of have a, a bigger area of what you can ban when it comes to like an online game, because, People haven't invested the same amount into it. I mean, it's like four wild cards into my card that now gets banned and they're going to refund my wild cards. You know, that, that investment is not at all the same. And so people aren't going to be as upset when those kinds of bans happen. So I think there is a discussion to be had about being able to ban more cards if you're pushing towards Arena. Now, I don't know if that's actually a good direction for Magic the game as a whole like the long-term health of the game. But if that's the way that things are going to continue to be for a while, at least in the U S that's something that, you know, they might want to consider as being a little more aggressive with fans.
0: Yeah. And, and I don't, I don't even say like in certain situations, I think it's a case by case, but it's like, this card is clearly messed up. We knew it was messed up last year. Untapping your lands at the end of your turn with Nexus was was gross and now we can untap our lands and explosion our opponents that's gross and the the strategy is bleeding into multiple formats and and like i want an aggressive thing i wanted them to say something this last monday about this because like every week that goes by that they they go stagnant on this or don't make a decision or don't announce something is another week where i'm like in in limbo it's like I don't really want to play Standard, so I want to go to Historic where I can test for some upcoming tournaments, but I don't want to play Historic because it just seems like it's going to get banned. And like Corey was saying, like, well, Mana Blue's coming up. It's like, that's fine. We'll play our Combust or whatever the equivalent of Combust is, and we'll play flame sweeps and Mystical Disputes. Like, like, the Flash deck can beat the Blue deck. I know that it can do that. Like... We, we might have to, like, change the way things are played, but you have such good red removal, man acceleration. A typhoon. Typhoon. Yeah, Short, I mean, Shark Typhoons. Shark Typhoon, typhoon yeah. is
1: by far the biggest. And, you know, I mean, these blue decks are trying to play four Brazen in the main to try to deal with that. But then what are you not attacking with curious obsession creatures if you don't have a Brazen? Like, you know, you put yourself in such a bad spot. You know, so uh, but yeah, but I'm yeah.
0: just like just saying that there are answers, yeah. And so agreed, agreed. And so, like, uh, I completely agree with you, Brian. Like, these are not easy decisions, and I'm playing, you know, Monday quarterback really hard here. But it's also at the spot where, like, I see a lot of frustration on players from social media, or just in group chats or in Facebook groups, and there's just so much frustration about these formats. It's like they ban Wynota, they make Muxus.
2: Yeah, like, mm-hmm. that. I, yeah, I just think that people have a idealistic view of magic. That's just flawed. Like, because I, it's just like people just magic is just being played at a level that the game cannot support. And like, yeah, I like magic is just a game that is not meant to be grinded into the ground by hundreds of thousands of matches played and like perfect data on how everyone's doing. And with all these different decks and stuff like the game is just not built to be able to support that. So yeah, ban reclamation. And then six weeks later, you'll need to ban another card. And then six weeks after that, you have to ban another card. It's just, it's not going to stop like that. I don't don't really know what they should do about that. Like, I don't know if there is a solution to that, but it's like, yeah, people are complaining about it in their group chats and they're going to complain about it in six weeks about their group chats, about whatever the next card is. And then six weeks after that, they're going to complain about whatever the next card is too. That's just what's going to happen in Magic. There's, I, I don't think yeah. there's a way to fix that. That's just the nature of a game with finite like amounts of options in in smaller formats like Standard. When mm-hmm. you have thousands of people trying to break it, and now with Arena, yeah. they have the tools to break it much easier.
0: But I, but I yeah. don't actually even agree with that. Like, I, I actually don't. I think that the... I, I honestly believe that there is a way that sets can be made that, like, that doesn't happen. We've played formats that were very healthy. Not like fun. this, though. We, we've played those formats. They've
2: existed in periods of time. But we when we think back to them, they're all eight-plus years ago. Like, almost all of them. And that that was a time where we were not <clears throat> doing this. Like, the way that Magic players... Uh, look at a format now is way different than we did in the past because in the past we just played decks that we liked we played decks that were fun um if you were a control player you played a control deck if you were an aggro player you played an aggro deck um now people are are all about min maxing playing the best decks playing the best versions of those decks Mm -hmm. and back then we did not have tools like arena that we have now to just Play the level of matches of magic like we had to sit through four round daily events that took five hours you know like yeah
1: and and honestly for instance i have a very funny mini story about this i would i posted a status on twitter and i was like hey i was talking to uh, harlan fear and i was like what is the a tournament where you played a card and then it immediately got banned because i i was flashing back to uh gp new jersey where uh, Fell at our guardian got banned immediately after we played it, you know. And he was just like, you know, I played twin the next weekend, and got banned. But Kai Buddha chimed it chimed in and 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 answered what card he played that then got banned. And he told he said some card I don't even know what it was, you know, because he's been playing for so long. But he's like, I played this card at the at the pro tour, but ninety percent of the people had no idea about this deck. They had no clue. It got banned the next weekend because the ten percent of people that knew about it all dominated you know but that's the age of information we're in right now where those 10 percent would spread like wildfire into the rest of the community and everybody would know about this card now but back in the day before the age of information you know it was 10 percent of the people that knew about it because it was just the people they wanted to let in their group you know it's a different world it's a different I mean, world yeah, we live yeah, in yeah, in yeah, magic but, but, you know but
0: you're also ignoring that the, the design is different like design yeah. is also flawed in my opinion that they're building decks for us to play look at this goblin mm-hmm. deck this goblin deck has a few random goblins that were in sets and then just like a few around this time that like are designed for a goblin deck and yeah. and they're like here's a few rares that are really fucked up with a lot of other goblins and, and we're going to bring out incinerator and snoop D, D- double G, <laughs> D- Snoop D o- double G, and, uh, and and Muxis. it's Snoop Gob, Brad. It's yeah. Snoop Gob. Snoop, it's Snoop Snoop Gob. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And 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 Muxus and and like these are just like they're not like before when they would like cycling is its own deck. We talked about that before, and mm-hmm. yeah. and they're they're building these these contained strategies. And, and they're, they're designing them for us to use. Like, they know that some of these things are going to exist. Um, and I think that the contained... Like, they... I believe that we do a little bit of the world building when it comes to deck building, but they do a lot of it as well. And yeah, they lay and, the groundwork. Yeah, they do a lot more world building for what we build and play with. And mm-hmm. I think that like with that and also there was just a power creep in 2019 that hopefully they come back from but yeah. i'm just saying that like i believe a lot of these things will they will come out and say in 3 years and be like yeah th- those were some big mistakes of ours and i just feel like the reaction to them should be more aggressive right now like team of reclamation just is a card that shouldn't exist tap extra mana is bad they already got rid of fires and 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 now they should get rid of wreck it's it is it has taken completely over both arena formats and it's starting to even bleed into to modern. And I don't know if it'll yeah. ever take over modern because Brian, like you said, older formats have have more reactionary things and it's way easier for them to control that. But with yeah. these arena formats, the platform they want us to play on, like I feel like they 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 fucked some shit up. They and and they've learned from it and they're all very smart people and they understand it and they're going to move forward with better decision making. That's my hope. And that's my belief. Yeah. While we're stuck in this. I don't like these limbos of these like very passive bands.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, I agree. It's a new world and it has to be you know, approach with Modern Solution, and that is a little bit more aggressive of bans, but they, I feel like they have the mindset of, you know, bans are bad, it's ruining people's decks and stuff, but it's also ruining people's times when you just let these kind of cards go. And I I don't know, I want both of your opinion on this. If they were to ban Wilderness Reclamation and Teferi right now, do you think there would be an increase in play on the latter or a decrease? I think the answer is pretty obvious.
2: Yeah, but... And in, in like, there's always a trade-off between, uh, what benefits you in the moment and what's going to benefit you long-term. You know, but like, there isn't that long of a term. No, it's to no, 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 months. I'm talking about that. I'm talking about the health of the game. Like, yeah. like, Like, look at for example, a company where a new CEO comes in and they make a ton of changes that make it look like they their company is doing great for two years, but then six years down the line, those changes negatively affect them. And I think yeah. that 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 is what bands can do. It's like, yes, 100% agree. If they changed the format, people would play more of it right now, and that is true for yeah. every format, no matter what the change is. It has nothing to do about bands. If they, you know, what I'm saying like that's it yeah. just people Does want. Does it to change do,
0: your opinion? Does it change your opinion to know that these both these cards are rotating in six weeks?
2: <laughs> that's what I'm saying.
1: Is is that's yeah, well, the well, fact? Well, let, is
0: let, let we Brian, need to. Brian, just, okay. Just, yeah. Okay. Let me
2: finish. So sorry. There, yeah, like anytime you change something up yes people want to, to to play around with it but people lose their i don't what's the phrase like they they lose faith in confidence? the product yeah confidence, consumer yeah. confidence they lose consumer yeah. confidence if you're always banning cards constantly and like that they, they just don't have the confidence to invest into the game because magic is a very expensive game and I, again yeah. it's different on arena than it is in paper and if that's the way things are going, then I do think they should be more aggressive with bands for sure. But like yeah. it's like it you know, yes, it it would be a short term boost, but there are long term implications for it. So I don't think it's that obvious that they should do it just because more people would want to play the format right away. Like
1: the only disagreeance I have with you, if this were a long-term thing, I agree. You know, people don't want to buy their decks and then get rid of it. But with this exact scenario that we're living in, that the majority of us are playing online, you know, other countries that have uh, respected COVID a little bit more are maybe getting to be out and actually play in their local game store where they get paper cards again. I get that, and that can be different. But for the, you know, the US or still the majority of the world, we're still playing online. And for two and a half, or for six weeks, they're We're only playing standard in here. And if you ban something from standard right now, you're still getting to play it in Pioneer. You're still getting to play it in historic, but it's freshening up the online environment that we get for the next six weeks. And I don't see as bad of an implication for doing that right now as I normally would. Where let's say if we're banning a card that isn't going to rotate in six weeks, that should be looked at a much at a much closer and much more microscopic scale. But the fact that these cards are already going to get Banned, it feels like Frosta on to me. Remember that card got banned with when it was about to rotate, and it's like why? But it was like to give that format format a freshen up, and I think that's what Standard needs right now. Probably Historic as well, but for sure Standard. I mean, I I would enjoy it. I know hundreds of other people that would enjoy a teferian Reclamation ban, and it doesn't seem like a lot of bad aspects like you're talking about. BBD for this specific example.
2: Yeah, I, I'm not even trying to argue about. I mean- i think i got in the weeds a little bit i'm just disagreed with a lot of things that you guys are saying but i don't okay. disagree i'm not necessarily disagreeing with your point i just don't agree with the reasons behind like a lot of the reasons. you're disagreeing years. with
1: the 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 big picture but not the small picture of banning these specific cards right now well like is what you're historic,
2: saying historic right? is a purely arena only format it's not played yeah. in paper so they uh, for sure I think they should ban cards if they're ruining historic like I don't think yeah. there's any question there I'm just ex- where, where I'm just you, ar- arguing what's that
0: where are these jumpstar cards legal then because they're real life but they're in a historic format do they go to modern too
1: Um, I think Jumpstart is just a promotional thing, but they also just put it into historic. Historic here is the most like obscure thing. And honestly, Historic is gonna be a shit show forever, in my opinion, because they add cards at random. Do you think they're just always gonna test every inclusion of adding meddling mage to the format or something like that? Like historic is a complete anomaly, and it it just it doesn't make sense in anything they've ever done ever. So this is you know it's a
0: supplementary it. It's not legal in Standard, Pioneer, or Modern, but they will be legal in Legacy, Vintage, Commander, and Historic. And um, no, I think the Jumpstart thing is really cool. So I saw somebody, I watched a, pa- a box opening of this, well, a couple mm-hmm. packs because I want to understand what they were. So it, I think the idea is that, and now, I mean, we might sound stupid for this, but- I do know what it is, too. So, it, you can take yeah. two packs and shuffle them together, and you have a deck. And you make a deck. Exactly. And and because each, each pack has enough lands to supply that pack. Exactly. And it even has a dual land. And so yeah. it's a common base dual land. It's it's a, like for the blue packs, it's like an island that comes to play tapped. You pick another color, you produce that color. But every pack is yeah. only mo- mo- monocolored.
1: But yeah. also, Brad, one quick thing to say about those lands, they've been making it into team of reclamation because they're a make your own duel, which is kind of crazy. I've been seeing those on the ladder is just people play them, and if they need blue-green, <laughs> sure. If they need blue-red, yeah. fine, you know?
2: Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it's it. It's so
1: weird. It's so weird. But oh, seeing it on you also the need to fill to the dead, and you need options
0: for fill exactly. to the dead. So
1: exactly, well, so they've been playing one of each of them, which is just silly, but why? it's probably wrong.
0: You, maybe, maybe, but you it is another have- option. You have all the triomes and all the temples, it's, but think you know,
1: about instead of playing another breeding pool, like you could play that. It comes into play tapped, but it's another individual land for field of the dead.
2: Yeah, that's
0: really.
1: Cute. I mean, I'm, I'm
2: yeah. strongly against them just throwing cards in the historic straight up. I, I don't know. I, I think yeah, historic's a
1: shit show. I, it's, I think it's that, a fact. Just
2: make historic what it was supposed to be, which is just anything that's ever been printed on arena, and don't <laughs> yeah. throw random. I I, right. I strongly. Think that that was a mis i, I don't know. They have the different ontologies. incentives. Like they—they're—they're they're trying to get people, hook people, and stuff like that. their they're, their incentives <clears throat> are not always to just make the best format. But yeah, that kind of yeah. stuff where they're just throwing cards in there with no testing, like. It's it also loses yeah. the
0: purity. So so if I could take the stand for this, yeah, I think that, I think adding these cards to like a format like historic or just supplementary products. I understand that they can help a format, but my biggest problem with these uh, these are the the purity of older formats, non rotating formats or older formats is that. They always just have these mismatches of awkwardness because sets are made to work with each other in standard or blocks used to. And then you just get to weird some snares. It's like, wow, this mechanic works really well with this mechanic from six years ago Mm -hmm. and cool things like that. But when you create supplementary products like anthologies or modern masters or what have you, then you are telling a human being to create something to work inside of this range and you're trying to create cohesiveness. And so like, you know, like the anthologies are like, Hey, there's a, there's a modern or not modern um, anthologies, historic. There's like a bunch of big men in this format. Maybe we should add the Eldrazi or what have you. And it's just like all of these cards that they just add and they added some goblins and they added these things to, to, to fill out these decks. But then we just have pre con decks that don't really make much sense for why they exist in the format, and that's, that's they're my They're definitely biggest not problem. historic
2: in any sense of the word, that's for sure. <laughs> yes. And I mean, honestly, I being the... they being the, making us play... They're like, here's cards, now you have to play these decks because we gave them to you, like... Yeah, and, and, yeah. And, it, and
0: we wanted them to have a little impact right like yeah. we thought that these would be good in the format and so i'm like fine i'll buy the anthology because like if i don't i don't get like burning tree shaman that's now gone but you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah yeah it should be like
2: it, anthologies it should be like hey you're losing horribly to this deck in historic here's a card that would be very good against that deck i'd be okay yeah. with that it's like it's like, all right, here's here's uh, Anthology's Pithing Needle or Anthology's Oblivion <laughs> Ring or whatever it is. Yeah, you know, it's like, yeah. but yeah, I, 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 I... like So when you made the earlier point about them, about design mistakes, like I agreed with you. Like I, even mm-hmm. though it sounded like I was arguing with you, like I, I did agree with you that they've made a ton of mistakes and they are trying to always force us, not always, but a lot of times force us to play specific decks. Yeah. Um, and some of that is that, I don't think magic is always being designed for competitive players, but still yeah. like they're trying to uh, force our, what decks we play instead of just letting it develop naturally by making good cards, which yeah. you think about a lot of the successful sets too. like, I, I, you know, Innistrad was just a lot of really cool cards that we built, ended up building decks around. Like Del- they weren't like, here's the Delver deck, you know, or here's the whatever deck. <laughs> yeah. It was just a bunch of really cool cards that we ended up figuring out ways to make decks out of them. Um, yeah. Now, some of it, uh, you know, there were some themes, you know, they had themes, but they weren't forcing decks down our
0: throats. So. Had, yeah, The, and the here, themes the, helped, helped Limited out huge, too. They weren't pushed for Constructed. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Limited here, was awesome, so... Here's the
1: one like devil's advocate thing I can look at as far as historic, because you think about it from their perspective. They're like, okay, we didn't think about this. When cards rotate, you know, all of a sudden, all this money, actual money that people have put into arena, now their cards are worthless. They can't cash them out. They can't trade them in for anything. So you have to solve that problem, right? And and it's creating a format like arena? this. Yeah, on arena. Well, you're yeah, no, I I get. The, I mean, that's why historic is you know a,
2: a
0: format because you, it's we are we are in agreement with that. Create historic, just don't create anthologies.
2: Yeah, don't yeah. artificially yeah. add cards to it. Just let it exist as it is. Every everything that's been printed into Arena. Yeah, know, no, like, that would be better.
0: You're right. Just yeah. just force us to build decks out of these cards. Now, if they want to yeah. start adding, I'm even cool with them. the The actual supplementary product that I'm cool with them doing. Is if they just wanted to add like um almond cut, you know, and they're like, we're gonna yeah. add almond cut to arena and add it to historic as we build back towards Pioneer. And so yeah. every couple months they release a new block, and maybe there's a way that it's a little cheaper since it's not new standard cards or whatever. And mm-hmm. um And you can promote that, but it's cards that already existed when they're time traveling to 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 put more sets onto arena. Cool with that. But don't don't because then I always have these feel bads where they like if they give us an anthology that has some cards from Almond Cat, but then release Almond Cat, then I'm like, well, I've already Mm. purchased like Chain Whirler. Mm-hmm. Um, or what have you. I guess that's excellent. Never mind. But you know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, yeah, and honestly, I think the reason they
1: don't do that is because they don't want to include new mechanics into design or they don't want to design I every common into the set. That.
0: Oh, yeah, they're doing some something remastered or something. I don't really know how that's yeah. going to work. Yeah, but, but they don't want to design
1: fun. commons from Amonkhet where they're just like, yeah, we know this card's not going to see play, but we're still going to waste manpower, human power, excuse me, and, you know, have them design this card that they know nobody's going to play. Like, I bet that's their reasoning, but, but that, I that, truly don't know. But that's yeah.
0: fine, even, even if they don't give us the full set, if that's just everything that has access from that set, yeah. And instead of it being 700 cards, it's 300 cards, who cares? I'm just saying that, like... Don't cherry pick or create new cards that are like, like Muxus is just like an absurd magic card. And the only reason that it's, it exists is because goblins are a real thing. And, yeah, and it now, is weird. And now Muxus isn't actually that good against Team Rec because you you like just Aether Gust it so you can never cast it early or you just get blown out. And yeah. the deck doesn't hit that hard, so flame sweep or 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 a magma quick or whatever kills it. It's like I actually got annihilated when I was playing Goblins against Team Iraq. um Yeah, and, and I mean you
1: you think of the Muxus as a six mana card. You think of like Gyruda back in the day. Like everyone was like, ban that card the first weekend a day? breakout product. <laughs> what the hell <laughs> yeah, is yeah, a Gyruda? Excuse me. Back in the day, Gyruda, the six mana oh, companion. Yeah, and like uh, that card, man. people were calling for a ban that from was that. Still, this year, I know. I, know. I just love well, that this that year
2: that has, has been, been so long. Back yeah. in the day, and it's like four weeks ago. You
3: know, yeah, it's just, yeah. Just the when, world is crazy. Back when yeah.
0: COVID hadn't killed anyone, and Trump said it was going to be over immediately exactly but i'm saying people called for a ban of that
1: card and then people just realized oh i can beat it very easily so i think like a six mana creature it's beatable it doesn't need a ban necessarily but team of reclamation or Recl- wilderness reclamation is an outrageous card that keeps off or keeps creating problems i mean you it's know? clear
2: at this point that reclamation is a problem i agreed yeah. well I, I i don't know if it's just ban it standard or not i mean i think if it's dominant and historic, which I, I haven't played enough to say one way or another that it's pretty clear that, it they, that they should it ban it. they should yeah. ban it. But like I, I don't know. It just Well do you like cross whole- file,
0: Brian? Because you can play Gross Prial and Explore. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Unfortunately I found out prior to the podcast that Explore was in historic, but it was it, it, why? Like why, <laughs> why why? Explore wasn't why not? in Explore wasn't in uh, all these sets that have rotated out. I don't get it. Why yeah, is it in this? Exactly. Also, what's the
0: next set called? They they did release uh two cards from the new set. Uh today. Zendikar <laughs> Yeah, Zendikar, for Zendikar Awakened or Rising. Bfz, so it's Battle Four Zendikar, I think, right? No, that was a previous set. Um, yeah. It. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Zendikar Rising, I think it's called. But do, yeah, do you guys right, want to hear yeah. the two new cards uh, that are? That I are, that think it's are, actually. Yeah, I, was was thinking, it? I think it's Battle right.
2: Five Zendikar.
0: All right. Brian, you cars, can probably yeah. guess the first card spoiled from the set. Uh, probably Fetchland. Okay. No, it's Colossal Dreadmaw. Oh yes! Hell
2: yeah! No
0: and way! The second Wasn't that card really is Elvish Mystic?
2: Elvish
0: Ooh, Mystic. Back. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hell yeah. Elvish
2: Mystic. They just they don't want me to play Magic.
0: No, no, I'm kidding. Neither of those cards. I, I, okay, I, I, I cannot right. confirm nor deny if either of those cards are in the set. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Jesus Christ.
2: I was, gonna, Christ. Say. I was yeah. gonna say
0: I missed this
2: too. I was like, what the hell? I was like, <laughs> the I was like, Colossal Dreadmaw, okay, yeah. they do want me to play Magic. Elvish Mystic. <laughs> they don't? Yeah.
0: Yes, yes. Oh man. But yeah, so I mean I, I, I know that we've went in circles here and we've expressed a lot of our opinions. And, yeah, I, I, I'm I just, like, frustrated with... And I know that they have to have meetings and they have to f- make these decisions. And there's a lot harder decisions to make. But I I am right now a very disgruntled Magic player because I loved and I want to play Arena. But, like, I find no enjoyment yeah. in playing tempo reclamation matchups. I just find no enjoyment yeah. in it anymore. And it, 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 it brings it no pleasure. Me
2: even to a hard as yes. dark as yours. Dude, it
0: sickens me so much that like the art of playing a creature and having a deck full of removal to kill that creature no longer exists in magic. It's yeah, dead. that is a dead time that w- unless they make card changes, it will not come back. And, and now it is all about your deck having to do your thing as mm-hmm. well as humanly possible and and then slightly interacting after sideboard. But like yeah, there is, like Uro even killed mid range. So like yeah. you 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 can't you can't even be a mid range deck anymore. Like like um you can call Bant Ramp mid range, but it's not. It 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 yeah. is not a mid range strategy. It is a put some permanence on the board and you play Elspeth Conquerors Death and like you know, you play some interaction, but it it it's it just I don't know, like it's
3: yeah. Uh,
1: and honestly Brad like this is coming from like in the in the eyes of Brad as someone who has always looked at me when I'm like this card is fucking stupid and you have always been the person to ground me and be like dude just play a sideboard card to beat this and you have built decks to beat cards but we're in a different world right now where that is just not possible with card design these days so I think it's honestly crazy to me that you were having this opinion Brad because you've always been on the other camp of hey we we build a sideboard board to beat this but you just can't do that in magic these days so i think that is why i understand the tipping point from you because you've always been such an adapt uh a player that can adapt to situations you just can't now you know
0: i mean there are some things you can do but but mostly like and i'm minor they're minor you know i'm not doing them all right but just the the fact that I am just sick of four man enchantments that produce mana. Like, they, yeah. Like, I'd rather be in a fires world than a wilderness reclamation world. I actually thought the fires was more oh, exploitable. Oh, me too. Uh, me too. I loved
1: fires. Oh, that was a way yes. better design card. Yeah.
2: I mean that, but remember when we were living in an Oko world and we were like saying how after they banned Oko that our next world was just also going to suck and it did. Like I don't like. I know I keep harping yeah. on this, but it's like maybe they should ban something, and this is kind of side point to whether or not they should ban something, but they're just going to have to always keep banning things, I think. like, Yeah. I, just, I, yeah, I, just, I kind of agree. I just yeah. think it's like – and yeah, maybe we're at the point where Reclamation has to be banned, but I <clears> – <throat> you know – But But yeah, how long until the next card has to be banned. Well, but like if you
0: just if you don't make broken three mana planeswalkers, cards that produce mana in ridiculous ways, and green cards that draw cards, like I want to see what that world looks like before we just take that pessimistic approach and say it always has to be banned. Because I always feel like those are the problems.
2: Yeah, but then Mm -hmm. you get like remember when people were clamoring for pack rat to get banned i mean well but that's ridiculous is it it was dominating a format like how like pack rat is compared to this 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 kind of stuff it's nowhere near it It, i like even if you it's like you get rid of this thing and then you get rid of this other thing you get rid of this other thing collected company was a card everyone wanted to be banned and it's just a little bit of card advantage for four mana It doesn't provide you know it's it's not extra mana it's not extra whatever it's like i i don't think that the problem is like just extra mana or just planeswalkers or just whatever i think the problem is magic
0: like oh that's very sad and depressing
2: i don't don't think it has to be it's a game like it can magic can still be fun i still have fun playing magic like even though i don't play it that much anymore I don't I don't think it has to be viewed as a that depressing of a thing. I just really don't think the game can support the way that we the like the measures that we put it through. Like in terms of standard, like older formats are different, I think, but
3: yeah.
1: I mean, honestly, Still, if anybody wants to enjoy a great match of Magic or a great tournament, play some Modern. You look at Modern right now; Modern is a phenomenal format. That is the episode (laughs) coming, everyone. uh, Honestly, I want to make that one point here, bro. In seriousness, if you gave Modern a chance and like spent a week (laughs) of playing, and then came back and and thought of like you know Magic in modern compared to standard and stuff i really think you would have you know a better lens to look through because modern is still great you know that's what you i know, play us, when i actually us, just want to uh,
0: enjoy you know that mtgo traders uh sponsorship i need i need that i i don't get or the the card the card hoarder
1: oh sorry you don't have 20 dollars? didn't
0: you take second at three pro Are tours you in the last like me? year it's like 60 minimum to get an account Wait, you don't have $60? I definitely do, but I don't want to spend $60 so I could like play- Enjoy game. magic
1: again? Are you kidding me? You just <laughs> said you want to enjoy magic again. I'm telling you how to do it for the low price of
0: $60 a month. And you're like, nah, that's too steep.
3: Let's add it all as instead. he says
0: that with his own <laughs> sponsorship.
1: Yeah, I would still pay for it if I, well, I just own everything on Moto anyways, so I don't care. I own well, all and my Moto stuff. It, then and, then yeah, loan of me of course. Drink. I will you have. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say you have my login info, but we can't
0: do that. You can borrow cards anytime you want. I would love you to be logged in and and lend me magic cards. I would love to do it anytime. If you get to
1: experience (laughs) the joy of modern magic again, because it's still Uh, great. I promise you.
0: All right. Well, I will take a look at that. But before we go, I just want to say some upcoming events uh, that you will find this weekend. Uh, If you're interested, in modern tournament Actually, there is uh, some older formats. It's called Gen Con 2020. Uh, There will be links for all of these tournaments uh, and information in our show notes. So if you go to Podbean and Bash Bros Podcast in this episode, or if that's how you found us or any of our other other places where you can find this podcast that are iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, these will be in the notes. Uh, But you'll be able to find... Uh, more information on Gen Con 2020 this weekend. It is remote play. Huge organization. A lot of stuff. You can get a badge for free and then play a ton of uh, uh, tournaments. There's MTGO and MTGA events and there's a free badge you can get. Um, the MTGO is actually providing cards for the weekend for their uh, vintage and legacy tournaments. So If oh, you si- if you sign up, and I don't know if it's too late, um, but anyone that signed up would get um, the cards put on their account and taken off after the end of the weekend. Uh, to play Mm -hmm. in these tournaments. There's also MTGA tournaments that are going to be hosted on MTG Melee. Uh, And the winners of those, uh, there's some big uh, tournaments running today, if you're listening to this, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then Sunday, there is a championship, and the winner actually gets qualified for the Zendikar championship. Uh, Also, this weekend, there's the Axia now, uh, 3,000 euro. I don't know if you say 3K if it's euro, but... uh, Mm. Uh, tournament. There's two flights, one for EU time zone, one for U.S. So like uh, 1 or 1 a.m. PDT on Saturday and then 9 a.m. Uh, PDT on, on Saturday morning. Um, and there's a tournament, 3,000 in the prize pool. Both tournaments are just like going to pool each other. So at the end of. At the end of both of them on Sunday, the, the top four of both tournaments will play for the, t- the large prize pool, and then the next four from each will play for a smaller prize pool. They have a really Sick. cool system, actually.
2: So That I sounds have, awesome. I have to wait to play in these events? What if it's my Axion and I need it now? <laughs> wow. Well,
0: <laughs> well, if you need it now, uh, you can jump into an SCG oh, season God. two championship qualifier. Um, to do that, you can play in a challenge, they are happening uh, every day. Uh, but, mm-hmm. yeah, that tournament will be on Sunday, standard. Uh, so if you want to get qualified for that. I'll be playing. You'll be playing. I might be playing. Uh, I need to still qualify. But there are qualifiers for the rest of the week. So you can go to the link uh, for the uh, SCG organization page, and you can see all of the uh, current events that they have for that. Uh, exactly.
1: And if you want to challenge the person who has top eighted the most of those events, come at me, bro.
0: That is still very impressive that you did top eight, uh three of the five. Tree
1: come at me. But, I, thought were,
2: I thought you were now a magic commentator. Are you also playing in tournaments and dominating them too? What do you not do? Uh dishes.
1: Yeah, okay. I don't do dishes. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, dishes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't okay. do dishes. Hey, that's, uh, a dishes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. that's a point I'm okay I'm okay repeating because yeah. I don't do them. Yeah, I have a dishwasher,
0: so <laughs> well, yeah no uh no super we we didn't do last week's episode but uh, congratulations on that Corey. three out of five is really impressive and you put on a good Thank show you. and it just shows Thank it, you. it goes to show why team rec needs to be banned because there is no skill involved
2: yeah um,
1: even yeah. when an idiot like myself can win please get that card out of there so i can play my bad decks and top 16 again right, okay well,
2: well sorry I changed everything i said in this uh, t- corey has been winning with reclamation yeah ban it
1: uh, hey okay. jonathan edit that part out okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right well that brings us to the end of the show now for anyone that yes. doesn't know we get to our cast and crew we have a luxurious amount of people that uh support the show and also do free labor for us it's great um and if you mm, want to be a part yes. of that you can support us at patreon.com slash bash pros podcast where you can become part of our cast and crew and without further ado we have a new member to the group and it is our Woo! lore roar uh, lore Roar is our new cast and crew member and uh, because they're into that Lore Roar uh, they're our official flavor judge now if you don't know what yes. an official flavor judge is uh, this is a very inside inside joke about Ben Stark and Louis Scott Vargas now Ben Stark is kind of a robot uh, by nature very literal person mm-hmm. and Louis Scott Vargas loves to have fun and say goofy things
1: now he's a pun king basically no, he's like him and Brian are like pun kings you know yes
0: they 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 often punt and they are kings um (laughs) and how this came about is Innistar was a very flavorful set and in limited uh we were talking about random things while we were playing the set for example a card called dead weight which was black and it gave a creature minus two minus two but it looked like shackles on 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 a creature and it's like well you know we were having flavor judge rules because if you like dead-weighted a creature with flying and then someone tried to kill it with a card that says destroy flyer you'd be like well no it's dead weight so it's on the ground so it doesn't fly and, and, and you know it's stupid right these are the conversations like, we had you, two weeks you in uh,
2: you eye gouge a blind phantasm
3: yes, like that's, exactly. a, that's a
2: flavor yes. ruling there it's like well he doesn't have an eye how can I eye gouge yeah. him,
0: you know? Like. This sounds like a gruesome encore, really. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. But yeah, so Loror <laughs> is our official flavor judge. So anything that happens in the, uh, anyone that has uh, flavor judge rulings that they need, get those into the uh, our our exclusive Bash Bros Discord server and uh, Loror will be able to answer those. All right. Also, why do you think Robber of the Rich can block flyers? I think
1: that's one of the biggest flavor fails that I've seen in recent years. It just, what is he going to throw his bow at him or that's what? Not, I don't get
0: not, it. No, no, no. You, that is not flavor. I that, don't know. that has nothing to do with 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 flavors. That's like um,
2: that's like the Lacroix of uh, no, that's kidding.
3: like like <laughs> clipped wings. For example,
0: for example, clipped wings. Yeah, right? like that's a destroy a flyer or whatever. Yes, like, of course. that would be like saying it to a creature with flying that doesn't have wings.
2: Mm. Or you know what I mean? Like, like-, like an ornith. Well, I guess they, they still they have on. wings, yeah.
1: Well, regardless, I know one fact for sure that is not a flavor fail. We've been on this specific cast and crew member for far I've too long. I've been trying
2: to move on, but it just keeps repeating itself. All right. all no, right. You up, don't Brian. actually
0: want to bring up this person.
2: Oh, you didn't really? You didn't have the soundboard ready to go when I said repeating itself? I am very disappointed. Anyway, uh, okay. next up is doctor who Onksu's been fired. Corey? Who's <laughs> next- uh, no, 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 Brian. Go back, please. doctor who Onksu's been fired. No, no,
1: no! no, Go back. No, go back. Sorry. So, sorry. Go back. Cause he had.
2: We have a doctor who has a real job, but you have to say it. It's your job. He's been removed from our casting crew.
1: Okay, I'll help up with this one. Dr. Unks is BBD's proctologist, and clearly he has been up in BBD's literal shit enough where he cannot say the job. So sorry about that there, Brian. But next up, we got Phil, and that is the Aspros Podcast Liaison Got a promotion to Bald Bros Podcast liaison. Yeah. I don't know why, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, he's now,
2: yeah. now our product liaison for the Bald Bros Podcast. Here, here the Bash Bros <laughs> Podcast. The
3: special guest, Brad Nelson, uh, Bald Nelson, sorry. Yeah. Yes, of course.
0: Here yeah. At the Bash Bros Podcast, somebody will be like, I want a promotion or a demotion, and we don't do anything uh, because uh, our manager is uh, is not taking responsibility for this. So we just say Yes. Yeah. So, Bald Bros. Podcast liaison is on. It is uh, next up. We've got Sam Prudomi, who is the BBP personal fitness trainer. Now, I I, I like Sam. Sam Sam's a good guy. Sam, Sam rolls in into the the discard and is like you don't got to do shit this week, and I'm like hell yeah, yeah. And then I don't yeah. do shit that week. Um, my kind of man. I will say, uh, my my knees just hurt now for no activity, and uh, I I'm constantly out of breath. So so maybe Sam should kick it up a notch. Well, Brad, if you want your knees to
1: stop hurting and your anus to start hurting, talk to Dr. Unks, okay?
0: Um, all right.
2: So, uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Brian? uh...
2: You know, I'm going to mix it up. Uh, I'm going to go with Ear Mjeld. Try something different on the pronunciation of the name. Probably worse than what we've been doing all along, but I'm going to try it. Uh, assistant to the Assistant Regional Manager, Corey's favorite position. Next.
1: Yeah, honestly, Brian, if you're going to mispronounce cards and not get eaten alive for it, I want the fuck off this podcast because I made one mispronunciation <laughs> and all of a sudden my whole life has been completely no annoyed. But uh, Okay, for starters, it's not one. You've done like five we've ignored in this episode. Oh. Brad, you've also said like nine cards that have actually been other cards, but we just let it go, so you can't really talk. Look, if you have a discrepancy with this, why don't you go talk to Keith, our unpaid intern, Oh, God. Keith Trojanowski is our unpaid intern. And you know what? Whenever I have to bitch, I'm either leaving it with with at Shaheen Serrani or Keith Trojanowski. And right now I'm going to message both because I've just had it.
0: Yeah. Michaela Hamanda. Oh, sorry. Michaela Hamanda. Wow. Is uh, my personal barista. Thank you so much for all the wonderful coffee and delicious suggestions. I still need to buy the last one you had. But if you have any more suggestions, let me know and I'll make a big order because we are almost out of coffee here.
2: Well, you mispronounced that. Uh, you mispronounced their last name, Brad. Get him. Got to get him. Got to get him. Got an equal opportunity getting. Um, mm. obviously, I've never mispronounced anything in my life. That would be crazy to suggest. Uh, we have EJ Rand Corey's player. Uh, was mm. once the down player at one point. At a brief point in time, was an up player. Now it's just a player.
1: Uh, yeah. Exactly. And our next up on casting crew, I'm gonna stall with because I can tell Brad has to go to the bathroom because he's been trying to hurry through things. So I'm gonna take my time. This is Alex Arnoldi. And you know what? Whenever you have to go, you know, and analyze data, we have the perfect person for it. Alex Arnoldi is our data analyst mm-hmm. and just studies everything when it comes to that. In,
0: in, in, <laughs> in, in, including Dr. unks's exams.
1: Oh yeah, there's a lot of data Show back and Brian, we have to have a specific meeting with you to talk about the results. Okay, I
2: gotta say, Brad right now is about to piss himself, hoping that we can end know this podcast. I, don't I know even, it, I yeah. actually would,
1: don't have to go to the bathroom. Why are you both what, on this? He's what, been pushing us forward, yeah. Yep. He's been pushing us mm-hmm. forward. So, that I'm he trying doesn't. to have
0: our episodes not be two and a half hours every week.
2: And mm, honestly, sure. what would help Brad uh, better than the crisp sound of a Paul?
0: Oh, yeah. Do you want to know something, Brian? <sighs> what? Got it. Nice. would <laughs> oh, you guys each have uh, fresh Coke Zeroes? That's impressive. So, yeah, that is right. We've got Paul Kastarowski. Kakar- it was wow. VBD's wall-staring photographer. Now let me ask
2: you, Brad. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Is that one of the diaphragms that you stole from me, you son of a
3: bitch? Uh, <laughs> no, no. Make <laughs> sure to I, pay actually, him. Brad. I actually
0: recorded you. Oh, did you? Yes, I got it. Oh.
2: Nice. Wow. What yeah. an
0: asshole. Wow. What a fucking what a asshole you know, the rest yeah. of them are in, in the trunk. But no, I, I, I thought I, it was I a good grab. It. I thought it was a good grab. That was a good that was an
2: impressive <laughs> grab to the point where I didn't even realize it was a grab. Yeah. Uh, well speaking done. of
1: speaking of in the trunk in the trunk, Dr. Unks is BBD Wait, oh we already did all that. Right. that Tongue BBD's
2: yeah. body hairstylist. It's not a pretty position, and nobody has to do it.
1: Speaking of doing a bad job, David Watt is our special guest screener, and you know what? For episode sixty-nine, we had a really
0: good special well, what, guest, what but for even, exo- episode seven, seventy, even it was talking terrible. About Corey, like we brought in the leading expert of the process of claiming something back or of reasserting <laughs> a right, and I think this special guest nailed it.
3: Thank Mm, you. Okay. All right.
1: I take back the point I made, Brad. You're right. It was a very good reclamation
0: from Brian. Okay. My bad. Thank you. All right. Next up, we've got Victor Beauchamp, who is our executive producer.
3: (laughs) Get out, Brad. Get out. All right.
0: We also
2: have Sultan a <laughs> is our heavy editor uh who will have to do a lot of editing specifically the sound yeah. of a can of soda being cracked yeah uh for this particular episode
1: <laughs> up next we have pierre
2: yep got his last name you nailed his last name Corey. i all the times i've messed i've talked about you mispronouncing things you hit that one on the nail
1: Thank God. Whenever I just don't say things, it is much better for me. I have to agree. But this is Pierre Vendelbo, and Pierre's got a new job. It is the BBP companion was was their old job. But now we got a promotion. Pierre is the BBP emotional support animal. And honestly, after every single time that Brad records me, I die a little inside. So I need an emotional support help because I really hate it.
0: I did no, it's BBDs. I wrote that wrong. It's BBDs emotional support That's what animal. I thought, but... Oh, yeah, I, BBDs. I,
1: wow, I don't get an emotional support animal? Jesus Christ, we Brian, you, you get one. everything on this we podcast. Both it's both fucking bullshit. We both just got puppies. Um,
2: it's, yeah, it's crazy that I'm that. a special guest on this episode, and everyone on your <laughs> cast and crew is dedicated specifically to me. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like people like, like you more than us. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, I just got invited to be the special guest, and all of a sudden, everything's lining up for me.
0: God, you're a dick. I mean, we're gonna have to go talk to what's her name to figure out if this has to do with the lizard people in government, or you know the uh, the injections we're getting that uh, make us not anti-religious. That, it, that's, it's part that of these. Not, it has to be one of these conspiracies. That does not Excuse sound me, what? like the
2: time goals rule at all.
0: No, not at all. That no.
3: <laughs> doesn't sound right at all. I do want I I to say before we before,
0: move on to Time Ghoul, I just want to say, Pierre, uh, I apologize. We apologize for forgetting that you are now BBD's emotional support. Animal. I don't apologize. Don't, sp- don't speak for me, please. I
2: also don't apologize at all. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, fuck both of you. All right. Time Ghoul, <laughs> who is our manager? Thank you so much, Time Ghoul, for managing these two clowns. <laughs>
2: Uh, speaking of no longer a clown, we have Eric Nall, our overseas oh. sentient <laughs> trash golem of Bangkok. He feels, he thinks, he stinks.
0: Yeah. Okay. okay so, you know, this is oh, how that's a job, Eric, but just, I guess, don't kill anyone. We don't really need that PR backlash.
2: It's definitely not yeah. a job. It's more of a, like, you know, guardians of the galaxy kind of thing, but.
0: All right, give me a oh, second on this like, next one. That sounds like a Spider-Man from the old series thing. All right, Are give there? me a second on this one.
1: This is, uh, okay, so uh, Y after an S is a, that's a C. That's Sis sound. Okay, so M, Simbu. Uh, C- Okay, so there's a couple. Oh, there's seven Stop, O's after this. this so that's even funny. ooh. Sound. So that's a sim- symbiul. Okay, so symbiul <laughs> is an executive waste processing operator. Uh, uh, got a promotion from the executive waste management.
0: Management operator, really impressed with Sim Simbu. I mean, I haven't, I haven't even heard. I have yeah. even heard from Simbio for a while, so like, I I don't know if they're okay. I mean, they were working in Bangkok at our executive waste processing plant, but that's no longer there because of the. I don't it's get it anyway. IPA for breakfast, yeah. please send me some alcohol. I just got to oh, say yeah. that For being our master bartender, I need a drink.
2: That's a, it's yeah, a very symbolic position in our company. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really do Amen. anything. Amen. <laughs> All right. We got Samuel Struman, our public relations expert. Uh, honestly, probably no public relation fires to put out about this episode. Oh, yeah, oh, we no, did good. We, we 10 things that would be people get upset about so I yes. understand yes. I think it's the lineup where we're good so we could just probably fire him honestly <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah pretty pretty it. pretty close yeah I mean I don't want to fire Samuel though because then we'll lose money mm. so I think we mm. should yeah, you're right let's him. keep let's keep him on the staff then yeah, yeah I agree yeah the support is the support is nice but anyway thank you so much cast and crew for being truly supportive of this past uh this past Rose podcast uh and that's that's it for our 70th episode y'all We did it. We made it to 70. I'm proud of you boys. Yeah, we've also, uh, in all seriousness, most people are probably not listening that much and mostly the cast and crew. But I... (laughs) Good. Um, Good. I I do want to say that we have been working hard... uh, on some new updates and they'll be coming very shortly so get excited you'll be starting to see some stuff in the patreon discord as well as on patreon on on social media follow us if you don't on twitter at bash rose podcast because we got some cool stuff in the works working hard on all of the stuff and i hope you all like it but thank you for the i'm continued excited support. i can't wait to learn about them because they don't tell me shit around here Well, so. i do tell cory he forgets a lot of the things that i ask him to do so it's all it's all new to him oh wait what see y'all next week bye